Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Activate podcast. My name is Brandon and joining me today is Pastor Christian Newsom, founder and lead pastor of Journey Church International. We are in a series called Fearless, Living in Faith Over Fear, and today we will be having a conversation about a recent message entitled Remembering Faith. Christian, as we near the end of this incredible study through the Old Testament book of Daniel, what has inspired you the most as, you, as you've studied this book? I think the thing that's challenged me the most um, has just been um, the ability for Daniel and his friends um, to place their security uh, and their trust in God above all, in mm-hmm. God above circumstances, um, in God above culture, um, in God above safety. Um, I mean, God God was their security, and I think from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, um, just how resolute they are yeah. in trusting God in every situation. Um, really after, I mean, if we just look look at it from our perspective culturally, um, after they had lost every good thing, right? right? They'd not lost every God thing, but they lost every good thing, their country, their family, their, mm. their freedom, their culture, I mean... The things that we look at and say um, we're blessed because we have those. So sometimes we can we can think good things are God things when reality they're you know they're just they're good things. And when they lost their good things, they remembered that they still had their God things. They still had prayer. They still had God's presence. Um, They still had His supernatural. Um, So so to be able to learn the difference between good things and God things, good things that we cannot place our security in, God things that we can tie our eternal foundation to. Um, I, I think that's been the thing that will stick the longest uh, because of what I've learned through teaching this series in my heart. Good. Well, you stated that one of the keys to living a lifetime of faith is to remember who's with you, not just what's around you. I believe we all have moments in our lives where we find ourselves in difficult circumstances, difficult situations. Why, especially in the midst of difficult circumstances, are, are Christians so quick to forget that Jesus never leaves us? Well, I, you know, I, I think probably my favorite phrase in the message is that we, um, it doesn't matter who we are, it matters whose we are. Yes. Um, and, and when I think about my kids, um, regardless of what they do, they're mine, mm. right? They have my love, they have my affection, they have everything that I can give them, which is limited. Sometimes those resources are limited. Um, but to think that, um, you know, it doesn't matter who my kids are, it's whose they are, mm-hmm. and they've got all of me as long as I'm around, um, and to think that I've got all of God as long as he's around, and his promise was, I'll never leave you or forsake you, That's never right. never's a, a big word, never's a long time, yes. um, God, God told Moses that, and then in the New Testament, Jesus reiterated that to his disciples, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, mm. um, you know, I, I think it's just a, it's a perspective thing. Right. I mean, as you as you look at that question, why do we forget that Jesus never leaves us? It's because I don't think it's sunk in that he's always with us. Like, when Jesus is a part of our life, but not the center of our life, we think Jesus is with me in my God moments, but not my, not my good moments. Um, and we rarely sit at church and think, wow, God has left this place. It's when we sit in the office where we've never taken Jesus to in the first place, mm. and we wonder if he's there. So I think it's perspective. Um, I think it's focus. Uh, and, and we have to we have to quit thinking that anything in life, the security that that we place anything in, is based on who we are. The security has to be based in whose we are, 
and and we are we are God's children, mm. um, and He treats us like a good good father will, and He's never going to leave us, and He's never going to forsake us. Christian, perhaps there's a person listening right now on their way to work who really is not looking forward to it because it's a difficult environment and works maybe under a very difficult boss or leader. What can we learn from Daniel that may help us and help them in their difficult um, employment situation? Yes, yeah, so I, I would say every Christian works for the best boss on planet Earth hmm. because Colossians 3.23 says we have to work as unto the Lord. Not for human masters. Like every Christian has to go to work that day working for the Lord in that industry, whatever whatever it is. If I coach, multiply coaching for the Lord, not the parents um, who are going to yell at me after the game. Um, but, you know, if if uh, if I'm a blue collar worker and I'm going to the factory, I'm not working for my shift manager from eight to five. I'm working for the Lord from eight to five. So, so I would say change your boss. You don't even have to change your job. Just change your boss by realizing that you serve the Lord, not human masters. They might manage you. They might direct you. They may not even treat you well. But the purpose uh, and the reason we work is not for them. Paul said work is unto the Lord. Because this, que- I mean, this question was asked several times in the New Testament. I love Jesus, but I hate my boss. Should I, should I quit my job? And Paul says, no, don't quit your job. Um, change your boss, but don't quit your job. And in doing so... You might actually reach your boss by letting them see who uh, who Jesus is. Now, there are some people listening to this. They may they may need a job change for their right. emotional health. They may need a job change for their family health. So I'm not saying that, but get, give it a shot um, in, in a perspective shift. Don't try to please your boss. We don't want to please, as Paul calls them, our human masters. We want to please God. And if we can go home at the end of the day and know that we've really given it our best and we've worked the way we would work if God was our boss, if that's not good enough for our human boss, then we can go find it. We can go find a new job. They can replace us. Uh, but I would say change your boss without changing your job. That's great. Now let's talk specifically about the story of, of Daniel that we talked about in the message. You know, Daniel continued to pray even after a law had been issued that individuals could only pray to the king and not to their God. At that moment, that really that faith over fear moment, Daniel had to choose whether or not following God was worth the result of possibly going into the lion's den. Daniel, I don't believe, maybe maybe he did, but I don't believe he hesitated, at least that we know of. He continued to pray regardless of the consequences. So why do we, uh, why do you believe, Christian, um, that Daniel was able to make that decision so confidently, and and maybe you could provide an example that how we can relate that to our lives. Yeah, well, you know, as a as a child, you know, if you're raised in Middle America with a mom or a dad, um, you know, in in suburban community, or maybe right. even not, at some point you're going to stand on the edge of a pool, and your mom or your dad or your grandma or your grandpa. Um, or your foster parents, or a big brother, or a big sister is going to be standing in the pool, mm. um, and they're going to be saying, "Jump, jump, mm-hmm. jump!" Um, and that pool of water is more dangerous at that moment for that child than the lion's den was for Daniel. Because wow. um, I mean, if Daniel had some crazy kung fu skills, if he had some <laughs> lion taming skills, um, you know, if he could climb really well yeah. or fight, I mean, he had a fighting chance, right? A two or three year old. In a swimming pool has no, has no chance. They're totally and right. utterly helpless. So why do they jump? That, I mean, it's the same question. The it's reason exactly Daniel right. went into the lion's den is the reason that kid trusts. They, they tr- jumps. They trust the person who's going to catch him. Um, and Daniel jumped into the lion den 
lion's den because he trusted that God would catch him. He didn't know what was under the water. He didn't. He he knew he had no physical ability to swim, but he had some trust that God wouldn't say jump if he didn't have some plan. I don't even think a child can comprehend mom and dad are going to catch me and they're going to lift me up. Um, they just know they have some plan and they, in childlike faith, they trust that. So, so Daniel trusted when God said jump. Now, how could he so resolutely do this? A lot of people don't understand that, that you know, Daniel in the lion's den was probably 85 or 90 years old. Mm. He'd had a lifetime of jumping and he'd never been dropped. He'd had a lifetime of, of trusting and, and God had always come through. So for him, I, I don't want to say this was like a normal occurrence, but when you put faith over fear enough, eventually faith is your first reaction, not your last one. That's and, and that's what Daniel learned over a lifetime. So Daniel jumping into the lion's den was was like your grandkids jumping to you. And maybe you're a grandparent listening to this, or maybe you're a parent listening to this. You dropping your child after asking them to jump um, is as ludicrous as you thinking God will jump, drop you after he asks you to jump. Mm. Just, just we got to change our perspective and learn to trust our Heavenly Father. I love how you say that. What you learn over a lifetime of faith allows you to consistently put faith over fear. You know, oftentimes we choose fear over faith because we, we make decisions by how we feel. Unfortunately, if we're not careful, we will make decisions based upon consistently how we feel. So can you discuss why it's so risky to make those type of decisions based upon how we feel about the situation? Yeah, so I don't, I don't, know, that I, I don't know that I have an answer for that, but I certainly have a discussion for that. It's, it's a discussion that's happening in my heart right now Sure. Uh, as we put together our 2018 ministry plan as a staff. I mean, one of the things that you know I ask our leadership team to pray about um, is that God would give me wisdom with my feelings, mm. right? Because as, as Christians who have the Holy Spirit— one of the things that the spiritual that the Holy Spirit gives us is discernment. What's discernment? Yes. It's a spiritual feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a spiritual feeling that told Joseph to run when he was in a bad situation, um, to run away. It's the same spiritual feeling that told David to run to um, the battle line. So if you, we don't want to ignore feelings. We just have to pass feelings through the lens of truth. Remember, mm-hmm. we said it's not um, it's not what you feel. It's it's what you know, right? right. I mean, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna live based on what I know. Not not what I feel. So feelings always have to be checked by truth. Sometimes feelings will lead us in the right direction spiritually. Sometimes they'll lead us away. And what I'm trying to figure out at you know almost 40 years old for our church as we move forward is God, to me, a lot of times discernment, spiritual discernment that's healthy and fear that is unhealthy, initially they feel the same. Mm. God, how can I know what's spiritual discernment? How can I know what's fear? Um, how can I know what is a prompting of faith um, and what is a prison of fear? Uh, and God says, truth, pass it through the lens of truth. And we'll talk about this in our whisper series, but sure. how do you know when God's speaking to you uh, about something? You pray about it. Mm. Um, you look for it in God's word. You talk to spiritual friends about it. Um, you begin to, you know, to lay out fleeces. You take small steps towards bigger steps, all those things. So I know the answers. Um but you know, I'm trying in I'm trying in my own heart to learn how to how to make sure that feelings pass through the lens of truth um, before before I let them kind of have emotional control or before I I make any decision or action based on those. Christian, let's talk 
uh, about the future of JCI. You brought that up just a couple seconds ago and, and, and practicing discernment in the future. You made a, a very significant announcement this past Sunday concerning the future of JCI. And we're moving into a season of launching another JCI campus, one that I'm absolutely excited about. So would you mind discussing on the podcast why you're so passionate about planning churches and new campuses? And also talk to us about how you chose faith over fear to begin this uh, begin this new season of ministry. Sure. Well, you know, the first answer is simple. Um, you know, why why are we why are we passionate about planning churches and planning campuses? The answer is because we believe God told us to. I mean, that's that's a part of the DNA, not of our church, but of our call. Mm-hmm. Our call came before our church, and we feel like we're doing that to be obedient, not to be cool, not to be hip, not to be trendy, not to be like everyone else. Um, my preference in fear would be not to do it. Right. It's harder. It costs a lot. Um, it's risky. But God called us to do it. So where God calls us, we're going to follow, right? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not where we're heading; it's who we're following That's that right. gives us comfort spiritual. So we're following Jesus in His call for us. So yeah, are we excited to start the second campus? Absolutely. That that's why you're here. When we met with you and your wife Abby, um, and ask your family, you two and Cooper, right. um, and Demi and Peter, to come to Kansas City to launch a second campus, it it was it was a vision thing. It was just we believe God wants us to do this. We knew God had been laying on your heart to lead something like that, so we said, "Let's let's try for the glory of God to live in faith and see what happens in our community." And over the last you know year, uh, we've nearly got a hundred people now uh, that are that are a part of this kind of core launch group that have said, "Hey, let's let's get the thing going." And now we've asked our Lee Summit Church, right, some of them to be missionaries next spring when we go and to help us for six months to a year, serving at least once a month, attending at least once a month. To help get the thing off the ground, which which we're really really excited about. But why why are we passionate about that instead of just building another building for us? Why are we passionate about that? Well, first we want to have spiritual impact on people far from God. That's right. In every study that has been done in the last twenty five years, say that new churches and new campuses, new things reach more people far from God than established regular churches for some reason. And we've even seen it in our church. That's right. When you have a building and you get established community thinks that's for Christians. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're a brand new thing, people think it's for people who are thinking about becoming a Christians. Mm-hmm. And you've just got this this like open heart of people saying, "Hey, like these kind of campuses, these kind of churches are for people like me who are thinking about becoming Christians." So we want to start new things cuz we want to reach new people who are far from God. We also want our people to use our church as a bridge to help their friends and their families and neighbors um, come to faith in Jesus. And studies tell us that most people who are far from God will not drive further to church than they take their kids to school mm-hmm. or than they go to work, which means, you know, for, for the people in our church who drive 40 minutes, and we have several of them, um, they can love our church and be highly engaged in our church forever. But it's going to be hard for their friends who don't know Jesus to get locked into our church. So we said, let's take our church to them. Mm. Um, let's go to where they are so their kids' friends can come to youth group, so their kids' friends can come to our summer kids' event, so their friends can come to our Christmases and Easter. It's just, it's just easier to ask somebody who doesn't go to church to drive 10 minutes with you to the school you already mm-hmm. dropped your kids off at um, you know, than to, than to drive across town, across the state line, 
to go to church. So a lot of this for us is being a church that provides opportunities for our people um, to reach their friends. We desire to be a church that has people that embrace serving. There's something about the culture of a new church or a new campus where everyone has to be all in. It doesn't work unless everyone's all in. As a matter of fact, we've been in our church a year. We have a lower percentage of people serving in our church now than we've ever had. More people serving but a lower percentage of people mm-hmm. because when you are a new church meeting in a school or meeting off site, everyone knows for this to go, everyone's got to be in. When you get a building, you get Christians who think I come and watch. I've always come to watch this. This place doesn't need me to do anything for it to operate. Mm-hmm. So we, we desire to have a hundred percent participation. We, you know, we think every Christian is a minister. Every right. member is a minister. We know that every Christian is gifted to serve. So we start new campuses because that allows everyone to lean into their giftings. And Brandon, I, I've got a huge desire to see more people step into ministry leadership. I've got a huge desire for more people to realize a call on their life to ministry, to quit their jobs, and to work at a church, to give their life to the ministry. And there's only a certain amount of jobs at one church. Right. So when you have two churches, all of a sudden you've got double the amount of opportunities for people to step into leadership and rise into leadership. So those are things that we're passionate about. Um, and when when... When Jesus says, "Hey, you're gonna, you're never gonna be a church that has five thousand people in one place," it's it's just our passion that that feels more like a crowd than a church. Um, but you're gonna be a church that lives in you know tight knit communities, kind of popping all over the city, uh, where you can reach people, where there's a good community feel, um, and you'll be able to reach people who don't know me. Uh, and your people will be able to bring their friends to some place that's close to them, and everyone will feel a desire to serve, which will activate some spiritual gift in them. Because mm. we believe serving is discipleship. Not you know, it's not volunteering; it's just discipleship. Yeah. And we want more people to step into ministry. Starting new campuses allows us to do that. Um, how did we put faith over fear in that? I think it's a moment by moment decision. Mm. We have to we have to every day choose faith more and more as we get to that point. But when we look at the pathway of the promises that we want, I mean, what we want is God's presence in our life. Um, we know that being on mission, Jesus says, if you will go and disciple people, I'll never leave you. Mm. It's like, how do you, how do you make sure Jesus never leaves you? Well, I go and reach new people and make disciples. If I do that, then Jesus is going to be with me. Uh, we want to walk in faith over fear, which means we got to get out of the boat. Um, and our boat right now is is in Lee Summit, Missouri. So mm. we said, let's let's walk on some water over to Kansas and see how that works for us because you don't really see the activation of faith until you take that first step. So we want to do that. We want to live in dependency. We know that complacency and contentment uh, often allows you to drift from God. It was Israel's entire future. When they got comfortable, they got carnal and they started drifting from God a little bit. So we said, let's do something that every day makes us wake up and think, Man, if God is not close to me, this isn't going to work. Planning a new campus is going to put that spirit in our heart, uh, and we want to learn to pray. You know, we know that when we pray, we connect with the God of the universe on a supernatural level. And you can't do something like this unless you pray. So when we look at what we want for ourselves spiritually, it's like, wow, this is a pathway to keep us in a posture to have Jesus, to have His Holy Spirit, to live in faith, to pray. Um, to live in a dependency that brings the presence of God in your life. So for us, it is a win, 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 win situation. Um, and will it work? Man, we hope so. We think so because we believe God called us to it. But we are willing, like Daniel, 
um, to risk the lions being hungry to possibly um, understand and experience more God who's holy. So we're like, let's let's try, man. Let's you know, if the lions are hungry, I guess I'll meet God sooner than I thought. <laughs> but if they're not, um, this is going to be a really cool story that people are going to be talking about twenty five hundred years from now. So that's 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 what we're doing, walking forward in faith. Christian, that's exactly why I'm excited to be a part of this journey with you, man. So thank you. Listen, thanks again for um, tuning in today. It's it's really means a lot to us that you would take a few minutes out of your busy lives to listen to this podcast. We pray that in some way we have encouraged and challenged you to build a faith that is active in your life. We'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Also, if you have enjoyed this podcast, help us get the word out and show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. Please share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.